The SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford, Pico Pizza, and All Insurance Ontario. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions. From the small delivery vans right up to the powerful F-750 and everything in between. If you can't find what you're looking for, let the Jim K. team know, and they can likely get it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. Do you find shopping around for insurance a time-consuming hassle? I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and let me take it from there. You'll be surprised at how easy it can be. 613-860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Pico is Ottawa's fresh, new, innovative take on pizza. Step up to the bar, order your pizza masterpiece, building from 56 fresh ingredients, then in classic Neapolitan style, they slide your custom thin crust beauty into a thousand degree oven for 90 seconds. Moments later, you're enjoying those rich, delicious Pico flavors. Unlimited toppings, $14. Pico, 170 Metcalf or 236 Richmond Road. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Hey everyone, welcome to the SWP. It's a podcast that goes off every weekday morning. Well, it's there all, the, all day, really, but that's when each one of them drops. Uh, but I digress. It's all about sports and whatever. Powered by you, the good listener, our awesome sponsors, and our members. If you'd like to be a member at stevewproject.com. Steve and Jimmy mucking it up in the corners, virtually, of course. I think 3,400 kilometers, James, is probably enough social distance for anybody. I'm in the nation's capital. You're wandering out west somewhere. How are things today? What you doing? Just just blowing out all the birthday candles, Stevie. Oh, what? happy birthday. Yeah. Light it up, Twitter. Light it up, Facebook. Let's go. <laughs> Light it up? What do you mean? Well, you know, everyone... Uh, Everyone, uh, you know, because it shows up on your Facebook, I guess, right? Oh, right, right. Uh, and everyone, uh, I really want to take the time to thank everyone who who uh, sent me birthday wishes. You know, they do that on Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm kind of like, it, it's kind of lost its verve a little bit, you know. I'd like to take the time. Did it ever have verve when it's based on an automated message telling <laughs> all your followers that it's your birthday today? I don't know. Would you know. like to wish him happy birthday? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, you talked about 3,400 kilometers, Stevie. Yes. Uh, 59, by the way. Uh, 59. Uh, oh, 59 years old. I thought you meant 1,500 kilometers. 59. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. 50. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, I, I think I read at one time when we did the show, uh, of course, I was living in Ottawa when it started. That's that's like 20 years ago now, Stevie. You and I met. Uh, Correct. 21, 1999 or 20, I don't know, 19, 19, no, 2000 or something like that. Um, so anyway. I, well, I, we actually met, you. we actually met where you were emceeing something. Oh, yes. I, think I was, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if I was, I was, in, I don't know if I was involved in like, like doing an auction or something, but I was there and uh, it was actually really good friends of ours. 
Julie and Harold Dyke, who helped put that thing on for the uh, Manatee Cooperative Nursery School. And somehow, some way, you were there as the entertainment that night. Right. And uh, you did a great job. And you and I hit it off that night. And then it was over. I was like, okay, I'm never going to see that guy again. Had a few pints with you. And then all of a sudden, within a year, we're working together. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, so when that started, right, I was living in Ottawa, of course. Um, and then, and then, as people know, I went, I, you know, I had to move back to Edmonton. Uh, the way I ended up in Ottawa, uh, or back in Ottawa, because I moved out here in 85, da 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 met my wife, <laughs> okay, and uh, uh, then my dad got sick, right, with Huntington's, right. and so I said, uh, we, we kind of figured out we could go back home because my ex was uh, in med school, and uh, so she did her residency in Ottawa, we moved back. Uh, 97. Uh, and then I got the gig, uh, doing the radio show. Okay. The, the morning show, but, but I made a deal with my ex-wife that she said, okay, we'll go to Ottawa. Uh, but I want to come back out West one day, you know? Right. And, uh, I said, okay, okay, we can do that. Um, in the meantime, I started doing this show. It was great. And then, and then, uh, it was going great. Remember the thing kind of exploded, right? The morning show and the ratings were great, mm-hmm. and yep. and and the dough was great, and and uh, but then I was then I was sort of launched into my blurry days, Stevie. Okay, and, and so and then the show got better. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, you know, how often I was late in mission shows, and Mitchell, Dave Mitchell, was the program director, and of course I was living you know, a double life, you know, in the, in the dark side. And, and, uh, I, I was like, I gotta stop doing drugs and drinking, man. I, you know, talk, talking to myself all the time. And I, could, I couldn't stop. And ratings were, uh, coming out. The results were coming out like in a few days. And I thought, I'm going to blow this gig, man. You know, and it's such a great gig, you know? And, uh, so the ratings came out. And then Mitchell says, I need, I need to see you in my office, you know? And Uh-oh. I said, I'm going, oh, fucking gigs up. <laughs> you know, party. It was a good run. Party's up. And I, I was doing a lot of drugs every day and drinking every day. And, um, you know, I said, I, I you know, I, I, I couldn't stop, you know, I, I tried to stop and I couldn't on my own. Anyway, he calls me and I'm going, well, maybe, maybe I, maybe the, hopefully the ratings are bad. This is, was my thinking. And it'll give me a kick in the ass to try and deal with this, this addiction problem that I have. And so I walk in, I flop on the couch waiting to hear the bad news. And and Mitchell says, I don't know what you're up to. Okay. Uh, and I'm going, I'm kind of, you know, curling into a ball on the couch about to apologize. He goes, but whatever it is, man, keep her up another two points increase in the share, you know, <laughs> I'm going, keep, keep it up. I can't, I can't, I can't go to two bottles of Zambuca a day. I can't, yeah. I, can't I can't double my Coke intake. You know, it was just like, what the fuck? I thought I was on, on a candid camera, you know? Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of enabling going on during your Bell Media days. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. I remember one time going in to see Dave and, and we both love Dave, but I asked him, I said, so you're okay with Jimmy just like rolling in two hours into the show. And it was like dead serious. 
with a smile on his face, dead serious though. It's like, oh yeah, it's a great bit. <laughs> I know. He said- it's like, well, when do I get that bit? When do I, why do I get to be here at 430? Yeah, he said, I remember when he said that, because he didn't know. He said, when uh, he said, hey, that thing where you're pretending you're hungover and you're late and all that shit, that's a great thing. Yeah, keep that up, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. okay, what the, you know? Uh, anyway, uh. Um, so, so the, you know, the time came, my, my marriage was perilous at best at that time, and it was hanging on by a thread. And, and that, of course, became the, the, the timing for Allison to say, okay, I'm going. I'm taking the kids. I'm going back to Edmonton. Right. Uh, which no one really knew it was so problematic, you know, at the time. And, and uh, I said, we, no, we can't, we can't do that. Like we're cooking here. The show's rolling, man. You know, she goes, I don't care. I don't care. Right. And which she was correct, you know? And uh, so I went to the station. I said, I got to quit. I got I to go. I got to keep my, my marriage is, is folding here. And, uh, and, and that's when they said, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Cause Right. Well, you know what it's like. If 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 ratings are good, you're you can do anything you want, you know. And and as yeah, you know, that was another time for sure. The, that's not the case anymore. Your ratings can be good, but if the company doesn't sell enough phones in this quarter and shareholders are getting grumbly, that ratings don't matter anymore. Now it's just about. Oh, is that uh, right? Oh, okay. You're a number and a salary. Oh yeah, we can save a bit of money there. Get rid of that. Get rid of that salary. Bye bye. Right. But back then, for sure, ratings were ratings uh, ratings ruled all. Right. Um, so anyway, I was into this, you know, and I said, okay, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't do it. And, and, uh, I had a nice little contract going there and, and uh, then they said, okay, well, we got to keep doing it. And that, and that's how I started, you know, I said, okay, they said, we're going to do it from your, your house in Edmonton. And, uh, it was, you know, it was just this little box they gave me, uh, that actually was just a telephone call to the studio. But when the, the telephone line plugged into that box, I think it was called a D. DSI line or something like that. It gave you the studio quality, you know? Right. Uh, so then I was, I was still in active addiction. And so the show was three 30 in the morning for me, right. With the time change. And, uh, I was, I was trying to quit and I said, I, I can't do this, man. I can't, I can't get up at, you know, fuck, I couldn't make it for six in the morning. Never mind. Now I gotta, uh, but I started making more shows because it was in my house and I slept down in the little studio. I had. Uh, and that used to be a great story to tell the people. So yeah, my co-host is in, is out in Edmonton and he's in his basement. He's doing the show from home. And at the time, you know, that, that was unheard of, but yep. now every radio show is like that. Thanks to COVID. <laughs> Everybody's right. in their own basements and doing their shows from home. Right. This, this is a long way downtown. I'm taking you right now to t- talk about the 3000 miles away. Um, so anyway, I kept doing it. And then they said, okay, we'll just do the last two hours. They were super accommodating and enabling, as you said. Um, anyway, uh, so that's how we did the show till I got let go in 2012 or 13. Um, but I read an article uh, at that time, someone either in a local paper or uh, a story someone wrote about it because uh, a news, a news um, show morning news show, a television show, wanted to come and, and do this little story going, this is, this is wild. Never heard of before that people mm-hmm. are 3,500 miles apart or 4,000 clicks or whatever it was. Uh, and then I read something somewhere like in a broadcast magazine that it was a, the only show in the world at the time 
where the parties were at 4,000 miles apart. Hmm. Uh, I remember reading that. So we set a record, Stevie. It was a Guinness record back in the day. Yeah, very now, nice. Now it's, now it's F all, right? Everyone does it. Right. Uh, like anyway. well, podcasting, for example. And again, you are that far away now. And so, yeah, the technology changes and certainly the COVID factor has uh, entered into it. L- literally, like, you know, any two-person show, it always seems like one person is in maybe in the studio and one person's at home or right. whatever. And uh, so it's... It's can, uh, crazy times for sure for radio. I got I got to tell you my, because uh, there there was a guy right who saved a bunch of clips. We had talked about him earlier, and I started listening to them years ago. Who who saved a bunch of stuff? Uh, I don't know who he was, the name of the guy, but Brian uh, DeCesare. Hey Brian, thanks man. Uh, my favorite one uh, of your reaction to something was, uh, I there was a I had a birthday card sitting on my desk down in that studio in Edmonton. And it's one of those ones when you open it, 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 it tweets, you know, like you open it and go, and you guys were going, what, what is that thing? Right? We were live on air. I went, uh, oh, it's my pet bird. <laughs> right? And you were oh, going, yes. oh, oh, what can I say? Yeah, it's a finch bird. I got a nice little finch bird. So I can't, I can't get rid of it. You know, this thing kept going off. And then on the break, I went up and got my power sander. Right, <laughs> and uh, I said I'm I'm just gonna trim its beak a little bit so maybe it won't hear it. And I fired on this power sander. <laughs> Hang on, I'll just settle that down, you guys. Uh, I got a thing here that you you hear in the back going, "Oh my god, well, <laughs> I can't do that to a bird." Oh good, no oh, god. <laughs> anyway, nasty stuff. Nasty, nasty stuff. stuff. Anyway, I I uh, I, I regress. Digress. Well, no, it's your birthday. That's what you do when your birthday. You look oh, back yeah. and stuff. So happy birthday and everything. And I expect that uh, our top sports story of the day. Um, I mean, it touches everybody who's a sports fan and a soccer fan in particular. But I get thinking about you know he's around your age and he's got a bit of your background, so I'm sure that it touches you on a lot of levels. But we're talking about the passing of soccer legend Diego Maradona at the age of 60 today. Um, he died of a heart attack. And he'd been in failing health for a number of years and just did surgery earlier this month to remove a blood clot from his brain. He also had had uh, heart and respiratory troubles and a very long history with drug and alcohol abuse dating back to his time as a player in the 1980s and 90s. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a a character. He was controversial, very outspoken, uh, but uh, fans worldwide today vividly remembering uh, a player today who is certainly one of the true greats of all time, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, it, it, um, first of all, I thought he was way older. I I thought, I remember hearing about that when I was a kid, you know, that there was this superstar. I just, he's my age. Um, He's been in bad shape for a long time. Right. Right. You know, what's, you know, when you bring his name up, uh, they often talk about the, greatest athletes in the world, you know? And of course, we're so hockey-centric, right? So it's, you know, the Mario Lemieux and and all these great hockey players, Roger Federer, um, uh, Jordan, you know, in, in baseball. Uh, we go back to Joe Montana days, you know, that, these, you know, Tom Brady, these are the greatest guys. Um, yeah. Or, or baseball, you know, whoever it was back in the day. He's in that discussion for sure. But But he wasn't, you know? But 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 it never came up, right? 
Like when we, I, no, no. I, I never thought of that, right? Messi is the guy now, right? And of course, uh, Ronaldo, right? Or the guys in, in, in football, Steve, football. Yeah, now for sure. But Maradona is right there with all the names you mentioned. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I'm saying all the time we did that best athletes, best athletes. I never, never brought soccer in, you know, and I'm going, this guy deserves, you know, kudos, man, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether it came up in a, in a conversation we had or whatever, or, something you had read uh if maradona wasn't thrown into that discussion it was by error right because there's no question that he is absolutely uh in the in that discussion of like the legends of various sports and uh, uh he was controversial though no question about that and he, his drug and alcohol abuse it all started while he was in his prime like i think his drug abuse he started taking cocaine like in 1982 wow and he really hit the worldwide stage by the 1986 World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's when everybody knew the name Diego Maradona, if they hadn't to that point. Um, hand of God in that tournament. Oh, um, right, 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 right. Take, yep. Taking out uh, England in the quarterfinals. He basically is five foot five, right? And so it was one of those ball. A ball got kind of volleyed back toward the English keeper. And so he, being a keeper, he's really tall, and he's going to jump up and grab it. But before he does, Maradona jumps as high as he can at five foot five, realizes he's not going to get ahead on that thing. So he stuck out his left left arm, volleyed it away from the keeper and into the net to give Argentina a one nil lead there. And it was known as the hand of God because he said later, uh, yeah, I scored it a little with my head and a little with the hand of God. Oh. <laughs> and so that's that's the backstory on, on the hand of God. And then he scored later in the match, the goal of the century where he went past five defenders and the keeper for what would be the winning goal and took England out of that tournament. Yeah, um, I remember. So s- that was probably the big, the biggest time for Maradona when everybody realized who this was and they eventually would go on to win uh, the World Cup that year. So certainly a great, in every stretch of the imagination as far as the sport of soccer goes. Yeah, there may have been a, an assist back in those days with... with uh, with drug abuse, because uh, there, there wasn't, there was no testing, right? There was no, no testing back in those days, right? So, the testing now, I hope, has been a deterrent for for a lot of athletes. If, if it's enough to get them, if it's by enough. the '90s, it started, uh, it started kicking in, though. Yeah, but not in the '80s, I don't think. Well, I mean, it existed, but I don't think soccer used it as diligently as, say, the Olympics did, because Ben Johnson was the 80s, obviously. Oh, that's true. 88. Yeah, of course. Um, anyway, uh, too too bad. You know, I I don't know if he, he was sober or, or clean and sober when he died or not, but... Um, Doesn't sound like it, because he had just had that operation that I'd mentioned for a blood clot in his brain, and I think as soon as he was up and around, he was, uh, I think he was checked in for alcohol abuse again I, I think he i think he beat drug abuse he says i'm always going to be a drug user or, or sorry right. I'm addicted to drugs uh but uh, i'm i'm hopefully done with it and then immediately went really hard on the alcohol side of things right so yeah, it all it always was an issue for him and almost certainly all the other medical ailments i'm sure it contributed to all of those things too yeah what happens to a lot of guys uh, i've come to learn uh in my experience that uh, they, they, they deal with their, their booze and drug problem too. And, and a lot of times you don't hear about it very often. Uh, but they get it, they, they get addicted to painkillers, you know, uh, from, 
you know, being injured or, or whatever longstanding, you know, ailments that they have from being a top athlete and stuff like that. It's a big problem in every sport. Right. right. It seems. Yeah. Lots of guys. Tiger Woods, right? I think sort of admitted to, a you know, to sort of sleeping pill, pain yeah. pill addiction. Uh, All the NHL enforcers. Yeah, to- totally. I remember Matthew Perry, I think, the Canadian actor too and stuff there. They're, he got into painkillers? I th- I think, yeah. I remember reading a story, you know, that he, mm. he got off the booze, whether he was on drugs or not, I don't know, but uh, that he was open talking about it and then and then an addiction to painkillers. Uh, back to Maradona, though. A um, couple of things before we wrap up our conversation about his passing today. Um, on the one side, I, I, probably Canadians had their noses rubbed the wrong way because um, most soccer fans would know that Canada, America, and Mexico are going to host the World Cup. I mean, who knows what COVID's going to do to things, but they're still on gear for uh, 2026 FIFA World Cup, and uh, it's a joint effort. And Maradona ripped it to shreds. So I don't like it. Oh, Mexico doesn't deserve it. They suck. Canada, ah, a bunch of skiers. That's it. Americans, I heard they wanted to have four periods of 25 minutes so they can squeeze more advertising in. I don't like it. So just an example of how outspoken he was um, and controversial. But there was the part of the guy that everybody loved, uh, the guy on the pitch. And certainly Messi loved him. Uh, Messi also from Argentina, uh, basically today's Maradona and, right. and maybe more, maybe, maybe even a better player than Maradona, though that's debatable. Um, and he went to Instagram today and it was translated to, it's a very sad day for all Argentines and for football. He leaves us, but does not leave because Diego is eternal. I keep all the beautiful moments I lived with him and I wanted to take the opportunity to send my condolences to all his family and friends rest in peace. And uh, so everybody's pretty broken up about it. But if you're from Argentina or if you're from Naples, Italy, where he played his league soccer, like that was a God that mm-hmm. passed away today. Yeah. Good eulogy there by uh, Messi. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We did. We did. Like I say, I, I never really appreciated when I, when I would talk, I shouldn't put, I don't want to put you in the same category. When I would talk about great athletes, I just, I just never thought of it, you know, at the time, but. Uh, that's really the first world cup I took real interest in too. I really had no interest in watching soccer on TV and then everybody's talking about this world cup. And so I watched it and that was the first time that I personally, as a sports fan, uh, was exposed to Maradona and just uh, blown away. He's like a fire hydrant out there, right? but really, a really, really fast fire hydrant, not like slower anything like that, just tiny and, uh, just did what he wanted with the ball. It seemed. Yeah. And uh, it, so sad and, news for sure. And that guy, you know, Look at Major League Soccer, Steve. No, no one ever thought that there would ever, ever be uh, soccer, uh, pro soccer teams in Canada, right? So th- this guy probably had a lot to do with it back then, you know? For sure. So, I would say the biggest name going sideways again here, David Beckham coming over for the first time course, playing for the LA yeah. Galaxy in Major League Soccer. That was just like, what? Yeah, right. I mean, it was just, it, to me, it was a rinky-dink league. And then all of a sudden, David Beckham gives it enough time of day to come play here full-time. I think every soccer fan or any sports fan who knew about Major League Soccer was just going, what? Right. And then suddenly everybody gave it the time of day. And, and I think that's really where it totally took off. But yeah, for sure. World Cups of the past and stars like Diego Maradona, that all contributed. There's no question. All right. We'll take a time out of the program. When we come back, Rick Vive, the former Toronto Maple Leafs captain, has got a new book out and some funny anecdotes in there. 
We'll also talk about how the NFL Thanksgiving run today. Well, as we record this, it is Thanksgiving in the United States. We usually get our three NFL games. We're being ripped off. Uh One of them's falling off the schedule. We'll talk about that, that next after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house? How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions. From the small delivery vans right up to the powerful F-750 and everything in between. If you can't find what you're looking for, let the Jim K. team know, and they can likely get it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. The Black Friday sale is on now, this week only. It's buy one, get one free on selected products like PVL Carnitine Gold or Muscle Tech Creactor or Veggie Greens and more. Or mix and match. You can buy any item in the store and get the second one at 50% off. Some conditions apply. See store for details. It's the Black Friday sale on now until Sunday, November 29th at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. If you're buying or selling your home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped us set the right price for our home, and the response from buyers was amazing. He also sets aside a budget to help you out with painting, cleaning, staging, and lighting. We took advantage of all of that, and our home sold in less than a week, mind you, at well over asking price. Connect with Glenn today at glenwalton.com. Okay, now before we talk about the Thanksgiving Day NFL schedule, I did want to mention this because earlier in the week, you demanded that I put a poll out there about what would people rather have, an NFL team in their hometown or an NHL team? You can only have one, and it came on the heels of us talking about, you know, while the NHL is obviously going to win this poll, uh, it's still the dominant sport. The NFL grows in popularity year by year in Canada, and we wondered what the good listener thought, and so we put it out there in the poll. And you got the result? You got the result? Yes, yes. Okay. Right now, at this stage of the game, only 20% of the audience said they'd rather have an NFL team than an NHL team. Really? Well, at least you've got 20%. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do love the NFL, and I'm miffed because the Thanksgiving Day schedule has lost a game. The Baltimore Steelers game that was supposed to be in primetime tonight, it's been uh, moved to Sunday afternoon due to COVID, Uh-oh. and they haven't decided exactly when Sunday afternoon, at least as, as we record this, when it's going to be played. But Baltimore right now has seven positive tests among their players since Sunday night, and all seven players are not going to be able to play because they're in quarantine They also have an unconfirmed number of positives amongst coaches and support staff. Pittsburgh was already forced to move up their bye week earlier in the year due to the Titans' COVID-19 issues. And uh, 
Juju Smith-Schuster, the star Steeler wide receiver, not very happy about it. It's like, first we lose our bye because of another team, and now we're losing a national primetime game and uh, being moved to Sunday afternoon. Not happy about it, but say right. la vie, right? Well, at least they're going to get you'll get the game later, but uh, a couple things. Uh, Gordy Wilson was the first person I heard of uh, getting COVID that I knew. Right. Uh, and then, and, and since that time, I can't, I can't recall that. That's several months ago, right? When he got it, he got it early. Uh, I can't recall anyone that I know who's had COVID. And I always, I always use that as a sort of, you know, okay, there, okay. So if I don't know anyone, then maybe this thing's getting under control, you know, uh, as you know, the, the more days that go by that I don't hear of someone personally who has this thing. It's got to be a good sign, Steve, right? That I, this is my thinking anyway. And right. that was all good until yesterday. And uh, my, my, favorite, my favorite dentist, my buddy Finley, he's the guy, the Chinese guy that screws up all the household <laughs> expressions, Steve. You've heard me talk about him before. Sure. Um, I, he, he had texted me yesterday. And uh, the, these are guys I all hang out with, but I, but I don't anymore because I'm, I'm not a member of the golf club, but I used to go over there in the winter and stuff, play cards, gin and stuff. Anyway, five, five guys that I know really well got COVID. Uh, wow. And a couple of them are, well, one of the guys is on a ventilator, older guy that I know. So when that day hit, which was yesterday that I knew people, that's what scares me. When I'm starting to know people that get COVID, about, it, it makes me think cases are going way up. Uh, right. Because, up, you know, so anyway, it doesn't surprise me that there's more and more sports stories now, Steve, of guys getting COVID uh, in the past week or 10 days than there ever was, you know? Yeah. So buckle down, uh, everybody. From, I got a tweet here from Scott. When the NCAA canceled basketball games on March 12th, there were 1,300 cases in America. Today, NCAA basketball returns with 134 games across the nation as they approach 200,000 new cases daily. Good luck with all that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Let's close it out today. Uh, Rick Vives got a new book out. It's called Catch-22, My Battles in Hockey and Life. And uh, he said uh, lots of interesting things, lots of anecdotes, lots of stories. And uh, one of the things, and I'm reading uh, an excerpt from The Score, uh, the, the book hit stores last week, and it centers around Vive debunking the widely held notion that every professional athlete is perfectly happy, fabulously rich, and immune to mental illness. And Ooh. Vive said, let's put it this way, there's been struggles, not just on the ice, but off the ice. He grew up in a household plagued with alcoholism. As an adult, he's been battling anxiety and substance abuse issues. He lives in Niagara Falls now with his wife, Joyce, and terrific career. Obviously, uh, selected fifth overall, I believe a three-time 50-goal scorer in the NHL with Toronto, and uh, and certainly some really good stories. For example, um, he was asked by the score, what's the craziest story you can share about infamous Leafs owner Harold Ballard? Right. Vive says, well, there's a few. One of the funniest involves his dog, T.C. Puck. He was in our team pictures, which I thought was kind of crazy. Sorry, Vives or Ballard's dog? Harold Ballard's, yeah. Um, so he thought it was kind of crazy to have the dog in the picture. I don't have a single team picture without the dog in it, he said. Anyway, TC Puck, and this is Vive talking, 
TC Puck was sitting right in front of me and Harold was beside me. We're sitting there for quite some time. I don't know why. Maybe the photographer was moving people around and then everything finally got going. We finished it up and everybody's getting off the bleachers. The dog tried to get up and started yelping. Turns out his balls were frozen to the ice. <laughs> one of the one of the crew members came out with one of those scrapers and some hot water, and it was pretty funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing? Because twice that's happened to me. Anyway. No, it hasn't. <laughs> Only twice, eh? All right, so let's take our leave. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.